Welcome to the next podcast episode from Singular. In this episode, our co-founders Patrick and Klaus do exchange why a new venture capital fund with focus on European tech startups makes sense and briefly talk about the difference between angel investor and a venture capital fund. I'm Roberta, a digital version of a moderator, and I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Yeah, Klaus, um, here we are now, uh, two years after we decided to establish a new venture capital fund with the first ideas that we had about two years ago. Um, certainly you also ask yourself when this idea came up, you ask yourself, who needs another VC? So what made you enter this adventure with uh, Singular to create another venture capital fund? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, since long time, I mean, I'm uh, since, since I was young, I was always attracted by uh, technology. And uh, so I observed over the last uh, couple of years always that uh, a lot happens in the technology and, uh, and the VC industry is really on the, on, the, on the focus on this technology and supporting this technology. I was always uh, fascinated and, uh, and enthusiastic about it to see this. And when I then we approached by some friends here to uh, whether we should um, uh, set up something uh, special here for around uh, on uh, with a VC fund, um, I was uh, looked a little bit deeper on it, and um, but it took me like maybe three four days to decide. Yes, uh, this is something I, I would like to to join and be part of of the story of Singular Group. Yeah, I mean it's interesting that when you know you you complain about it, let's say when you're involved in that sector and you just realize that there is so many good ideas, so many talented people, so many great companies or at least product ideas. Um, on the other hand, there is so much money in Europe, especially in Switzerland, but still it is so difficult for all these young startup companies to actually um, find funding if they have to go beyond friends and family. So. Um, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very convinced that venture capital has a very important, also economic um, 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 job to do, um, so that these um, ideas and, and, and people can actually, um, you know, use all their creativity for the ideas which they want to do. And I'm, I, I know that you have um, done a lot of um, studies on, on venture capital in Europe, in the US, because we also had to decide where do we invest. And yeah. I think you find quite interesting results on that. Right. I mean, first of all, uh, about Europe, uh, what I have seen over the last uh, four or five years that uh, more and more venture, big venture capital firms from the US uh, came, uh, came to Europe and looking, uh, looked around for potential partnerships and uh, to finding the right investments in Europe. So that, that already was like a first sign for me that something seems to go on here in that, in that area, in this industry. And then I looked and, uh, and there are a lot of studies uh, from, from different providers available, and, uh, but I think in general it looks like that um, the, the venture capital industry, the amounts invested is like three times from what, is what we see in Europe, what we have in Europe over the last uh, 10, 15 years. So year by year it was always like three times more uh, investments happening in, in the US. And, and in Europe, uh, when, I, when I looked then on a couple of studies in Europe, uh, I saw as well that a lot of them uh, in Europe as well, there was like 50% of the venture capital uh, was in, in the UK. So, and the rest uh, spread over in the other countries in Europe. And, um, 
And at the same time with my uh, activity since uh, 2010 as an angel investor in, in this angel, angel investment early stage uh, uh, ecosystem in, in Switzerland, but as well in other uh, connected with other accelerators and uh, innovation hubs here in Europe. Uh, yeah, I, I, as you said, we, I saw so much uh, great ideas and a lot of these ideas, uh, they did not um, come through in, in reality, have not been possible to, to put in reality or, or to uh, pursue these ideas because of it uh, was just a crazy idea. It was just because of uh, missing of funding and not finding the right, uh, the right investors for it. So that was, um, that was one of the findings where I said, okay, that it seems uh, still um, yeah, a, a lot of room for venture capital industry here in Europe. That's for sure, I think. Mm -hmm. that, and I'm still, and what we've seen, um, and, and then it's that it took us quite um, maybe six months or so to, to find then uh, on which areas we would like to focus to support the, this uh, young entrepreneurs and the startups here. Um, but uh, yeah, then we, we found, the, I think, the right setup and the right spot. And since then we are, we are active here. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is uh, striking, right? When you see that there is, um, there is so much talent and so much ideas around and, and it is so difficult. And we even now that we have you know, started the investment uh, process on our end, we, we come across fantastic companies where we see that they really have trouble closing their rounds especially in Europe, I mean, as we now focus on Europe, um, that, that you can, you know, it's, it's hard to explain actually why that is. So even the best of the best, we have some of the um, like really like excellent um, um, startups in our portfolio now, which we're looking at or where we've already invested. And, and we were always surprised how, how they even with sometimes great backup from great investors, but still cannot close the full round, or at least it takes them very long to do that. Yeah, yeah there, there are different phases for the startup. I mean, uh, most of the of the startups uh, still they they get the first fundings from uh, friend and families and and fools that the the famous uh, three Fs, and uh, and as well then with grants and with accelerator programs. I mean, this is something, uh, especially this uh, accelerating uh, accelerator. Um, organizations uh, which uh, have been uh, more and more established across Europe over the last uh, three, four, five years. So there already they get, um, for the early ideas, they get, uh, I think, already some, some good support now. But then when it comes to funding, then um, they, they might find angel investors then on the beginning. But then the jump from angel investor to VC, which is then a, a, a bigger fund, uh, the deeper pockets, uh, more possibilities on, on the, uh, to to um, accomplish uh, the, the journey with this uh, startup for a longer, for till, till the till an exit event, for example, or, or any other uh, liquidity event, and and this is um, and this is really the, the challenge then, to to get this um, to, to from the angel investment a very personal relationship uh, with uh, a lot of uh, um, enthusiasm in the ideas and in the founders and in the startup in the technology sometimes as well. But then uh, to these uh, more professional um, um, venture capital firms, and and on the other hand, the venture capital firms, they see so many uh, uh, startups in the deal flow, so many ideas. I mean, there is this, uh, I think, the one percent rule that around in one percent of the deals a venture capital firm sees, they invest. So it's then even then it's, it's still quite frustrating to uh, for a startup yes. to yes. pitch. Uh, I mean, I've heard of startups they pitch like 100, 200 times. Uh, to VCs, then finally they some of them made it, and then it was still a, a great uh, success. So it was, 
it was not uh, the question about um, the, the wrong idea. It was really the question about finding the right investor with the right fit to to um, go to the tipping point and really make them mm -hmm. a great a success story yeah. out of it. Yeah, and I think that that also then you know kind of. Um, puts a light on, on, on what the VC should, should be able to do. Um, so the management of a VC fund must clearly be able to distinguish the really um, promising um, startups from the ones which probably have issues in going to the market, in finalizing the product and so on. So you need a, a big amount of expertise, which for many VCs, of course, is not very easy to provide um, and to to make sure that they have it in their team because it's it's i mean some some um, investments um, they they require really great expertise almost on the level of an academic to to actually understand what is going on and then you still have to be market um, um, savvy in a way that you realize um, is this going to be even if it's a great idea is this going to be um, helpful in the market is it going to be accepted on the market and what is happening in the market. And I think what uh, we, because of that, have decided to, to do is <clears throat> that we are very strongly engaged in venture building. So we're kind of trying to bring um, what we know from, from the angel investor um, phase where you have, um, let's say, the, um, an uncle, uncle or an aunt which is taking care of you, taking you by the hand, helping you not to make too many mistakes in the beginning. We are trying to do that with our um, deal leaders who are um, unlike in many funds probably are really expert in that specific field come mostly from an industrial um, or industry background and or consulting background um, strategy consulting also um, so they they really um, are in the uh, in the market they know what's going on and it's actually almost like a free consultancy um, um, assistance which you get with it when we invest and I think that's um, that's one of the key aspects which was always clear for us that this is what we um, would want to do because that is of course the downside of venture capital money normally mm -hmm. that it's just seed uh, it's just spread a bit among 10 15 100 um, different companies and you just hope something sticks and something is successful Whereas the angel investor has a very specific product or specific team he likes and he dedicates a lot of time to them. And, uh, and so there is also a limit which you came across personally um, after 10 years where you said, okay, you know, angel investors have a certain limit of what they can do. If That's you right, yeah. Right. I mean, that's uh, that's the dilemma for an angel investor. I mean, there, there are a couple of uh, of constraints on these angel investment um, activities. Um, first of first of all, um, to make the right uh, selection of good startups, you need to have as well a very good deal flow. And uh, if you imagine, I mean, uh, a VC firm, for example, they they might see around one thousand, two thousand uh, deals per year going through their deal flow. And then they, they select and decide on certain criteria and, and invite for pitch events. And if you do this as a single angel investor, um, to uh, you know, this is a, a huge time consuming to travel around to the different uh, events and uh, um, pitch events to the startup conferences and to, and to get access. Uh, sure, there are a couple of databases. The, the internet is there. Yes, you, you can find as well uh, stuff on the internet. And if you 
have created a certain reputation in in an in a certain ecosystem, then as well deals coming uh, to, to you. But it's always then a question whether you see everything or whether you see only a, a part of it and whether these are really the best cases. So this uncertainty is there and this is the one limit, uh, one limitation uh, for an angel investor if you're a single person. Uh, and the second one is then uh, just from a financial um, logic, uh, rational point of view is um, uh, we know from the data that you need to invest uh, in uh, at least uh, eight to ten startups early stage startups that you have uh, one or two winners which really make a good return. So and uh, and I mean investing is uh, you might do smaller tickets on the beginning and but then you need to have follow on rounds and maybe after the, the the second round or third round of investment you might see okay which one is really strong performing and which one you you better drop and and no longer investing because it might be a uh, you might lose your money because sometimes there there are some difficulties which um, c come across. Because it's just in the nature of early stage. I mean, sometimes they, this 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 young uh, enthusiastic founders, they um, sometimes they're coming from the university or here in Switzerland from the ETH or EPFL with a great idea with great uh, research work done. But then still, you need to develop a business model. You need to develop a sales team. You need a management, a governance, and everything. A lot of lot of things around uh, on the on the company, uh, which um, which each of these elements might uh, lead to to a fail at a certain in a certain stage uh, and phase of the of the of this uh, journey of a startup. And uh, so this is like the second. So you need to build a portfolio, and then you uh, and and. Um, to invest this money, you need really to have deep pockets that you can really afford to, as an angel investor, to uh, invest in uh, eight to ten with follow-on rounds, etc. You easily come up to maybe like a three million, uh, four million budget for this. And then, on the other hand, if you then, if we know that only maybe ten percent, five to ten percent of your personal wealth should be in that high-risk asset class, then you see how wealthy you need to be mm. to be active. I had the luck to uh, be uh, become uh, in contact and uh, have been member for for a long years, and I'm still member with it, with uh, on a private side with uh, Go Beyond Investing, which is a, a pooling of, of angel investors, and the pooling means that you um, there's one representative uh, of this pool of investors, and uh, the pool collects the money to get the minimum ticket in an in a startup, and with this um, functionality structure. Uh, yeah, I was able really to build up a portfolio. I did over the last uh, 10, 12 years around 18 investments. Uh, some with this uh, with this network of uh, Go Beyond, with the platform of Go Beyond Investing. And then after a couple of years as well, I did it with some other uh, people I know in a, on, a, on a private basis, like mm -hmm. a small investor club to, uh, to this. So that's kind of the business angels um, way of, of getting exactly. closer to a VC yeah. fund. And exactly. whereas yeah. we as a VC fund try to get closer to a business angel network in a sense that we have these um, experts who are involved. Yes. That there are still, I mean, that it's still that the... The angel investors, even if you then pool the money, you still have not that uh, deep pockets and the uh, and um, the capability to plan your, your your and forecast and plan your your portfolio really because you never know in the next round uh, who in this investor club uh, has the liquidity and and the, and the money on the bank account to continue with the next round or all of a sudden you you might be alone and your the five other buddies in this investor club disappear because they did uh, spend the money on other stuff. So this is then still the, the, the risk, even if it's, uh, it looks like more as a, uh, in a direction of a VC uh, 
activity VC fund, but it's uh, by far it's not. It's uh, it's yeah. uh, still uh, yeah. so we could, for example we we on this angel investment activities. What I always uh, experience as a really as a disadvantage, we could not fast decide uh, if you have seen a good deal. Uh, there was always a long discussion with this uh, five, ten, twenty members of the investment club uh, whether we should do it or not, and uh, so it. Uh, only when the due diligence and everything was done, we could come up with a proposal for a term sheet. Mm. And uh, as a in, uh, in in the opposite or in, on the other side, as a as a VC fund, uh, you have on your uh, fund allocation strategy, you know how much investments with which ticket size you can decide on, and then you can make fast decisions and uh, and can uh, secure uh, better deals as well for for this yeah. fund. Yeah. This this one I, I observed this and I always thought this is a big disadvantage. Uh, on these uh, angel activities, uh, co co yeah, compared then with the VC logic, mm -hmm. VC business model. Yeah, so I have experienced, um, you know, uh, the 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 whole dilemma, I'd say, on the other side. So I've I've, I've um, a few years ago I've started to um, be on the entrepreneurial side, um, creating uh, companies. Um, of course, always looking for funding, um, mainly in in sectors of of green energy. Um, uh, entertainment um, and yeah these are like main sectors and and so I um, maybe also AI and, and digitalization um, and and I've always been in that position where you know I had to go out and convince people that what we're actually doing um, is good I've always been in charge of more the legal and investor relations side so for me it is interesting now of course to be involved in the process of, of the ones who know about the pain it is to to be there, and uh, and therefore I, I find it very interesting to also switch um, the positions. I think. But but, but tell mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about how how does a successful lawyer comes up with the idea to jump on a on a on a building up a venture capital I, firm and. and mm. I, I think so. I mean, for me, it, it is many things. So one is, of course, that it is a, a, um, also a, a decision about the, the people who are involved, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about <clears throat> with you and Daniel and, and Luca. So it's a great team of people. So it's fun to work in that team. What is also, I would never have been part of a VC fund where you just have, let's say, people age 30, 35 taking these decisions. I like that in our team, everybody has had a career and now is in a position to actually have quite a you know, good base for decision-making. And there is, there is a, a bit of, let's say, relaxedness to it um, in the way we interact. Um, so that's one thing. And the other thing is that um, it, has to be, uh, it has become clear that when you are in that position, you build a huge network of people who have funds and mm -hmm. who are interested in that and who are open for that. Maybe you were just not with the right project um, at their table, talking mm -hmm. to them, pitching the wrong deal, yeah. but they are interested. And I think that's the key is to know people who are um, open for this asset class. And we, it's one of our biggest goal, of course, by creating that VC fund is to, um, you know, let people know that this is a valid asset class, that it is an economically important asset class, and that the, the very satisfying thing is that you actually see results. It's not, you're not just purchasing shares in a stock exchange where it doesn't matter where you invested or someone else. Here it really is you who helped um, the team to create mm. it or at least try to create something. And I think that is, that is to me as a, as a, um, as a 
let's say, daily business is much more interesting than to be, for example, involved in, in other asset classes where it's, where it's just about, um, you know, sustaining a certain flow of funds, but it, there's no actual creation of product. Mm -hmm. And I think what, what also was a key for, of course, for me and for you, I think, was that we found the, the, the theme in which we wanted to invest. And, and it was very clear to us that we also with the setup of our team, we wanted to be at the um, kind of edge of technology and we wanted mm. to find um, the most um, exponential technologies. And so maybe if you um, want to elaborate just briefly how we determined what, what um, exponential technologies are to us. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the, that was it's like the, the core of our belief is really that we see the, uh, a lot of development in the, in the near future with these exponential technologies. We define exponential technologies that they uh, either they reduce the cost every year to a certain percentage or they improve the quality of something. So, and right now we have in our uh, search scope, we have uh, sure uh, AI uh, is, a, is a perfect candidate uh, as a, for exponential technology development. Uh, blockchain as well, uh, uh, augmented reality, virtual reality, um, IoT, uh, uh, Internet of Things, for example, as well, data connection, uh, all this, and, and, and to a certain extent as well, robotics, but that's then robotics from the from the um, scale up uh, potential has a certain hardware. Yes, yeah, so and this and this exponential technologies, um, we, we came then to, we looked around in which uh, industrial sectors or areas uh, the, there might be a strong development with these uh, technologies. And with all of these technologies, we have based on our entrepreneur and uh, angel investment experience, uh, experience with already. And, um, and then we came to the, to the sectors, the longevity, vitality, which is a very interesting sector and uh, a lot of this development in this sector are driven by uh, these technologies and as well on smart mobility, smart cities. So these both sectors, they have a very strong growth protection and, um, and, and AI we see around 70% uh, in our deal flow uh, since uh, last year when we started to scouting uh, for, for potential investment targets, 70% of the, of the startups have an AI functionality in one way or the other. So AI is um, almost everywhere. And, and then uh, blockchain uh, was uh, not that um, represented last year, but this year we see as well a lot of uh, blockchain coming and, and the other IoT and other technologies uh, as well. So um, yeah, we see that our investment thesis from the, the, common ex the expertise in the common uh, similar exponential technologies applied to uh, this both strong growing and very interesting uh, uh, sectors which have a, a major impact for the society and for our lives, uh, human lives in the future. Yes, and these sectors are longevity and smart mobility, yeah. smart cities. Yeah. So on the one hand, and, and I think when, when we talk about longevity, I think one of the important aspects for us is that we, it's not only healthcare, it's not only biotech, it's also some, some uh, are even close to consumer technologies, which just improve your life in general. Mm. And the same approach, I think, also applies when we talk about smart mobility, smart cities. Um, there is uh, components of, of smart energy supply. Um, as you mentioned, a lot of it in combination with um, AI uh, components. And uh, of course, with smart mobility, that is smart mobility, that is obvious. And uh, as, as we just had in our latest um, AI briefing of Singular, um, we established that 
these are actually also the most important two areas for AI applications, mm -hmm. longevity and smart mobility, smart cities. So, and I think we can summarize like, like after, uh, let's say close to, what is it now? Nine months of, of, um, of um, 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 following a deal flow, checking a deal flow, um, going into due diligence on all these uh, subjects and the investments which we've identified. I think we, we can we can safely say that this was a this was a fine decision. This was a good decision to actually, um, yeah, in, insist that Europe should also have an exponential technology sector, and that should not only be the U.S. or Asia, um, especially with the expertise we have in this all all of these great universities um, in Europe. So I I think you're also happy that two years ago you decided that you want to yeah, undertake absolutely. this journey. It was the right, right decision, definitely. Okay. Thank you very A lot much. of fun and excitement. Yes, so <laughs> let's see what's going, what's, what's ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.